Bat Force Radio. Bat Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? It seems that the lack of conscience is what has created these freaks of Gotham. This city will never know how lucky they are that I've never crossed that line. Because if I did step into that abyss, I'd take all of Gotham with me. Batman, portrayed by Kevin Porter. City of Scars. Bat in the Sum Productions. If you are a Batman fan with an internet connection, or if you've just watched television or movies over the last 15 or so years, uh, the Bat in the Sun productions on YouTube, Superpower Beatdown, City of Scars, X-Files, Dodgeball, there's a great chance you've seen a lot of this man. He is the man, the myth, the Dark Knight himself, the people's Batman, Kevin Porter. Wow, that's, uh, that's a lot to live up to. That was, uh, that was a great introduction. Thank you so much for that. Well, you, you garnered that. Yes, you have. How you doing, Ken? Well, I'm good, good. Thank you uh, guys so much for having me on. Um, I'm very familiar with your work, and I, um, I, I can't, can't tell you how excited I am to chat with you guys about it. We appreciate that. You know, we, we, um, we always kind of uh, talk smack, and we always sometimes agree, disagree, but I think that across the board, you know, not just blowing smoke up your ass, I think everyone can say that you're probably the most consistent, aside from Kevin Conroy, the most consistent Batman to ever portray the character, for sure. It's like you, it's like you literally jumped out of the pages of the comic, in my eyes. Uh, that's why... Completely agree. Yeah, and what Robin said, the people's Batman, that's something that we've talked amongst ourselves, and everyone unanimously said, He's the people's Batman. And that's because you're like the everyday people's Batman with all the charity work that you've done, the independent mm-hmm. films, and uh, all the appearances that you do. And uh, really. Well, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. When um, I mean, I've been portraying Batman for, uh, for Warner Brothers in DC since I actually, I'm not even going to tell you when, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and so. Um, <laughs> And just um, just recently, I would say over the last three or four years, um, uh, the term cosplay has, has really come into favor. And I had no idea what cosplay was. And um, I've always been blessed to have been to have had basically a career portraying this this amazing character. And then so when everything has gone really mainstream and through through social media di- digital distribution, you've got um, you've got all of these incredible fan films that are coming out. And Bat, uh, Bat in the Sun has been on the forefront, without a doubt, of them. So things have become such, you know, so legitimized, much more so, over the last three or four years. And then I've kind of stepped a little more out of the shadows because up until that point, I was just, I was just known for the acting and, and definitely for Dodgeball, Daredevil, uh, General Hospital, as you mentioned. But then I started being referred to as like the underground Batman, and I really like that, mm. like the mm-hmm. like, um, like. Like the legit people's Batman is basically what you guys said, and 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 I love that. That's such an honor because um, it it, it all comes from Aaron. It really does, and Batman and the Sun, and and they create content that they want to watch. And when you say the people's Batman, that is exactly the target that they're going for. 
because they're um, they write, they direct, they produce what they want to see, and they're a very good barometer on what's um, what's big in, in 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 that community. You you can really tell that they're fans and they're readers because you know they listen to, and I think that they gauge you know the the movies that they set up based on who who the fans whether it's DC or Marvel want to see match up and fight you know you always hear these people oh what if Wolverine fought this person or Batman fought this person and and they really give us a chance to see in a realistic way how that would happen and play out mm -hmm. and i think um, you helped us out with a, a contest i think it was like in 2014 the the Batman versus Star Wars and that was such an epic Epic. I mean, to use the term "epic battle," that was really an epic battle with you and Vader. Um, oh goodness, yeah. That was um, when they first pitched that to me. They, I was. Have you seen the project uh, "Truth of the Mask"? Uh, yes, the love yeah. it. Thank you. Um, and so Aaron was making an appearance on that film, and then afterwards, Aaron, Sean, and I, we went and we got to bite to eat, and they said, "Okay, are you ready?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they said, "We want to do a beatdown with Batman versus Vader." And I'm just, I, I'm just, just eating. My eyes are getting big, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. And they laid it all out in front of me, and the stuff that they were saying would blow your mind. But I, I have worked with Aaron and Sean since 2003, so, gosh, 13 years now, and I know them well enough to say that they're not going to think it if they can't make it, make it happen. So from the very beginning, it was going to be grand. It was going to be brilliant and seeing the entire process and then sitting down and watching the final cut. It takes me back to that, that, that time, like a year earlier when they're explaining everything to me and they're just, they're just brilliant in their execution. Yeah, and I really enjoyed uh, the short you guys did even after that where you uh, portrayed Bruce uh, wanting to uh, buy Machinima for the, <laughs> for the ending to the beatdown. I thought that was very Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh, are you the alternate ending? Yeah, yeah, or like yeah. the one where you went in and you were wanting to buy him because Vader, you are like, oh, that Vader was, yeah. win. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the Machinima, uh, Machinima video, and that was... Gosh, what a, what a great, great experience that was. Um, so much fun. And the people at Machinima have been so supportive of the work. And uh, they have a way of balancing fun with crazy, brilliant content. And that, that was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin, it's how great. did you oh. guys... Oh, sorry. How did you first start getting uh, hooked up with the guys at Bat and the Sun? And how did it start, you know, going from kind of a, an actor in television and film... And then, you know, kind of finding them and, and to where it is now. How did that process all start? This is a great story. Um, I was I was vaguely there was a, um, an old run board called Brotherhood of the Bad. I believe it's still around. It's a great, great run board. And I was familiar with the um, the Bat and the Sun logo. And I knew that they had done some um, uh, some film. It was Batman Beyond Year One. And it was really nice. Aaron went, gosh, maybe 16, 16 or 17 at the time. Well, he was familiar with the work that I, that I would do um, through DC and Warner Brothers, and I was making an appearance down at Comic-Con, and I'm going to say it. It was 2003. That's crazy. It was 2003, and I look up, and I see these two guys, and they've got these Bat and Sun logos. Now, I've seen those logos on this, on this board, and I looked, and it caught my eye, and there's hundreds of people around signing autographs, taking pictures. I'm at the DC booth, and I go, hey, and I said, I'm familiar with your work. 
and I'm full bore Batman and I just, you know, give it all out there. And I could tell they were very surprised and they're, they're videotaping this. <laughs> and so, um, years later, Oh, they, they ended up getting in touch with me like a couple of months later, asking me if, um, if I'd be interested in being a fan film. And at this point, I think that, um, that I, I was literally in full production of dodgeball. Um, I had quite, you know, a few feature films behind me and I wasn't interested at all in doing fan films because at that point, the only distribution for fan films is like in the back alleys of handing over VHS tapes or something like that. It was or in the trunk. almost, yeah, almost kind of shady, <laughs> yeah, almost shady. And so I wasn't interested at all. And then I ended up meeting with, uh, with Aaron and he was so passionate and he was so focused. And so, um, I agreed to it and I, as I say many times, it was the best decision I made because I believed in Aaron. He reinvented everything. He changed the game. And we started on a project, and it literally took two years to um, complete. And uh, the shoots were till four or five in the morning, and we kept shooting and kept shooting. And I was very proud of it. I knew that we were shooting some really good stuff. And, um, and at the end, up until this point, I told Aaron that I didn't want to be credited because again, I just, I didn't know where this was going. And I said, I'll do it because I believe in you, but I don't want credit. And at the end, he showed me a cut of this project and he said, do you want your name on this now? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, it, it was city of scars. Yeah. Oh man. That's my favorite still. Uh, when, when, when people ask me what my favorite, pro what I'm most proud of, and I've done much larger budgets, but I always go to City of Scars. I just go to it. Um, it's just, it's to me, it, it was a game changer. And um, I have a question about very, that. very proud of it. Yeah, like the difference between you know, obviously you don't have the big budgets and stuff like that, and the extra awesome catering, like on the big major films like Dodgeball. But do you feel like a lot of times that? the actors and even the directors and stuff are able to put, you know, because basically those are like passion projects, right? And it mm -hmm. seems like, do you feel like actors and the directors put a little bit more of themselves into that because they don't have a producer and an executive producer going, now I need my, I need this, this, and this, and I need a, this product placed here. So our, we get our money from that. Yeah, sponsor. absolutely. Yeah. These guys do everything. Um, initially, definitely initially, um, there's so many times it was me, Sean and Aaron and Aaron would call and say, are you available Friday night? We have a location. And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go. And I show up and it's me, Sean and Aaron and, uh, Aaron's, you know, Aaron, Sean's handling the light. Aaron's running the, um, running the camera. And then we, you know, we shoot this location out and then we go to Denny's and we just talk about it. And <laughs> it, it yeah, all I, comes from, it all comes from and stems from the friendship that we have. And it started in, uh, in the belief that we had in each other. And this was way before Tatiana's way before um, John Carroll, way before just all of the people that are now, like even before Reeves and what have you, it was just, it was just the three dudes running around chasing each other with, with a, a great camera and a great vision. Were and they making um, the uniforms at that time? Yes, they were. They, they made their uniforms from, from day one. Now Reeves will like the stuff that um, he'll do the cows, he'll do the belts, he'll do the gauntlets. Um, but a lot of the other stuff, it's Sean and Aaron just being very creative and putting the suits together. They have a vision and then they, they will basically retrofit that that reverse engineer that vision. 
and just seeing where they've gone from there. And we've, we work so much, we work so late and literally we're initially doing it for nothing, completely nothing, but it's the friendship and the base that was built 13 years ago, 10 years ago, nine years ago. That's what's paying dividends right now when now we're doing, you know, much larger projects. And that was the goal. And so we know when push comes to shove, we would be doing this for free because we've done it for free. We've already earned our stripes. Wow. Right. And I mean, that's, that's what got me when I originally, you know, my first exposure to your work in Bat in the Sun was City of Scars. And, uh, just when I first watched it, I remember, you know, for me, I, it's been hard for me to find a definitive Batman, uh, in film or live action. And, uh, from the first time watching that, I felt like you really, hit that for me um from the way you portray bruce to the way you portray batman and and just how even the look you have uh and stuff it's it's very batman to me and and i can tell that you know you and aaron um and the guys at bat in the sun are very passionate about the character and really love doing it and uh you know that makes it all the more special for me so you know thank you thank you no no thank you it um it's humbling because when city of scars first came out um, I believe I was abroad. I was, um, I was over in the Middle East somewhere and Aaron kept sending me screen captures of YouTube comments because this was before Facebook and, um, and they didn't have a bet in the sun, uh, MySpace, definitely before Instagram and, and Twitter. And so the, really the only way to interact with the fans, um, through YouTube, YouTube comments. And he kept screen capturing and it would say Kevin Porter this or Kevin Porter this. People were giving giving their opinions and their critiques and reviews. And I was it was blowing my mind. I'm like, how do they know? Just seeing someone typing my name it just <laughs> it, 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 it just blew me away. And it's it it was just so humbling. And it still is because um I'll be I'll be in an airport or I'll be in a restaurant and someone say we'll say you're Kevin Porter. <laughs> and it just it catches me off guard. But then those, those 10 million views, those 15 million views and, and you know, the, the projects that I've done, people are actually literally out there watching these. And for some reason, I think it's like we throw them out in the darkness and it never comes back to us. But at the conventions, I can understand because that is, that's our audience. So we're, we're blessed to have a good reception in, in the conventions, but out there, the real world, when people approach me, um, as fans of the work, it just, it's humbling. It just blows me away. And, and I don't care what I'm doing. I just want to talk to them and I just want to know more about them and what makes them, you know, like what, what we're doing. And they're, they're always so gracious to talk. Yeah. You know, it's, it kind of, it kind of brings a reality to it when, you know, I'm on Facebook and obviously, you know, we, we here in the Bad Force are huge Batman fans and because of it, we're always seeing things probably, you know, first or when it gets announced. But, you know, knowing that you worked on, let's say, Batman versus Vader, right? Um, see, I, I, you know, I probably saw it about 10 times. But then what's crazy is I start seeing people share it on Facebook who I know aren't really in that world or who I know aren't really on the kind of fringe of, you know, like fan, fan stuff and um, conventions or anything like that. And then people start tagging me in it saying like, hey, have you seen this? And it's like, wow, like this is super far reaching where people that I know aren't really into this stuff are watching it and enjoying it and sh- mm-hmm. sharing it. Like you're right. The, the, the viewer count goes up and you kind of forget, you know, some of your videos are as up there and with, with views as some like, like some of the actual trailers for movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some of the Batman movies. And so right. I think that 
what's that like for you now that you see kind of, especially I think Batman versus Vader, because it's kind of like you got two different, uh, two very hardcore and very passionate audiences in that. Um, mm-hmm. What's it like, number one, to kind of see the reaction to it? And number two, like, do you see any backlash for, you know, one way or the other where Batman wins versus Vader wins? Like, people, you see, like, <laughs> people fighting on the... On the I, I would say there's no way Batman can beat Vader. Hold on, hold on. Who is that? Who was that? <laughs> 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 Who had a bit much to drink. Okay. Yeah. Rich, is, Rich is the uh, the the devil's Is, is, that, the Nas- is that the Nashville guy? No. No, <laughs> no I was born in Nashville. He's though. from Detroit. <laughs> he well, does say my goes. last name for that. Apologize. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> I apologize. I will tell you. I will tell you what. What drives me crazy is um is the cinematography on that was was Joey did such an amazing job. The direction was great. Um, the the sound design, the music. The performances, the stunt choreography, all of those are just amazing. And they have a way of cherry picking the best from the industry that are also enthusiasts. So they put their attention to detail in everything. And so I'm so proud of every element and every person that's contributed their, um, their talents. But it, all of that goes out of the window. And so they'll, I, I'll send it to someone and I'll, and I'm so proud of it. I'm proud of the production of it. And they say, um, I'll go, what, what do you think? And they'll go, um, it sucks. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. And, and, and they go, well, you lost. And I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. No, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. No, what, you know, as far as, as, as a piece of work, what do you think? Oh, yeah, it was great, but you lost. I'm like, no, get that, it, that's not the point. It's entertainment. <laughs> This isn't. Right. I, it, it's. It's not the. It's not the Bills versus the Panthers or the, the Broncos versus the Panthers. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. You right. know. And so, um, people get so caught up and they get so excited about the outcome. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. And what they do is they miss the the small details, the brilliance of of Sean Shonky's is the music and the sound design. Guys, keep in mind that every single sound that you hear. When you watch a superpower beatdown, it was added later by Sean. Right. Every single thing, every every word that's uttered, it's brilliant. It's amazing. If you ever want to treat yourself, just turn the sound up and don't watch it, and you listen to the nuance and how beautiful it is. And so, uh, I even, you know, God, God bless her. I said it's my mother, and I'm like, Mom, what, what, what'd you think? And she, and she goes, You lost. And I'm like, Oh my God, Mom. <laughs> And and I'm like, okay, well, Team Batman, yeah. And so, um, that the superpower beatdown enthusiasts are so so excited, and they're so committed to the outcome. And I'm like, when you talk about City of Scars, you don't talk about Joker dying or getting or getting shot. You talk right. about the production value. You talk about the performances and and just the the world that that Aaron created, the universe this mm-hmm. gritty universe that he created. And so um, the superpower beatdowns are a completely different animal because they're very fast moving and um, they're high energy and they're basically driven towards the outcome. Right. And I know what you mean. Like even watching on YouTube, like I see like probably, you know, five out of 50 comments would be about how the production value was and how awesome it was. And the rest are like, this is, 
you know, bullshit. He shouldn't have won or this shouldn't happen, you know. <laughs> I think when we posted about it, there was a lot of people going back and forth of who should have won. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. Tons. And part of yeah. the fun of watching the Batman Sun productions has been over the years, seeing how much better everything looks. Like you mentioned, initially being approached to take part in a fan film. And that was what they looked like back then. City of Scars, it did look like a fan film. But the more recent stuff, that Batman versus Vader, the production on that is so clean. It, oh, yeah. it looks I, like I'm going to shot in space. I'm going to take that as the backhand a compliment that it was. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I, I, no, no, okay, I, I accept that. And, and yes, as filmmakers, we have grown. I, I still think that City of Scars holds up. I, I do. It does, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I will also agree that over the last seven years, you better, you, you should have grown. Hopefully you've grown as filmmakers. And so when you watch, when you look back, and no one likes to look at their previous work uh, through, through a, a stained glass of nostalgia, but you, you do have to. And you're like, well, Kevin, it was, it was 2008, 2009, um, where, where they, they are as filmmakers has grown exponentially. So then you watch it and you're like, well, am I watching it because it's, you know, I'm nostalgic and, and I was there or is it still that good? I would like to think it's still that good, but, um, you know, it's, it's nowhere near the, the quality because of course, also the, um, the accessibility of the equipment that they have now isn't what they had then. And so everything and the budgets are larger, um, now than, than they were back then. Right. So, um, that, that was kind of where I was going with it. Uh, it, uh, it shouldn't have come off as a backhanded compliment. What I, was, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you how much yeah. of that change has been a result of all of you as a group getting better at what you do and how much of it has been a result of uh, increased budgets and increased technology. I would say um, 70% uh, the former. 70% they're just getting better. And to me as an actor, and I'm getting much more comfortable in my own skin, I'm a better actor than I was 15 years ago because I know who I am. And Aaron, as a filmmaker, when I first started working with him, he was maybe 16, 17, but he was brilliant. He was brilliant. We would, we would shoot. And I just looked at his, um, in a single minded purposeness. Um, and then now he's, I think he's probably 31. Um, and he's just eons above anyone that, that, that his age at this point. So I think he, 80% of it is filmmaking. He's just, begot, he's just gotten better as a storyteller. And then um, 20, I, I wouldn't say budget factors in because they ne they've never taken a lack of budget as an excuse. They've never used that as an excuse. They're, um, they just make it. They make it happen. Um, I think technology, technology they, they're, um, they're absolutely utilizing um, just through through the cameras that they're using, uh, through the software, just through all of that. Through, um, and then through distribution. Back then, like I said, um, I think back then they, um, they, they put it out on Daily Motion, which is crazy. You guys remember oh, yeah. Daily Motion? Yeah. 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 And um, so I think it's filmmakers primarily. They're just – and then to think about where they're going to be in five years. I don't – I have no doubt whatsoever that um, – that they'll be doing uh, features and probably like, 
like the smaller, like tier two or tier three featured um, uh, Marvel superheroes or DC superheroes on feature films. Now, have they have like, they gone yeah. to any like film school, or is this all just self taught? I think Aaron has attended film school, but a lot of what he does and a lot of what they do, they invent, they create. This is their world. This is their domain. And when you go into their world, you have to learn how they do it. Because I've been on many, many sets, and Aaron and Sean, a lot of them, they improvise, and then they create a process um, around, around the improvisation. Because they're like, okay, what do we have? What don't we have? Let's create a way to get the shots. And when, if you go to a studio, they'll just throw money at it and they will go out and buy the, they'll buy the right piece of equipment. But, but Sean and Aaron will create a, a piece of equipment for next to nothing. That'll get the exact same shot. That's cool. They create right. it. That's, that's, that's actually also a really good kind of point in the sense that, you know, especially, you know, obviously the, the writing, the production is amazing, but in what you just said, like you work with what you have. Um, and what you have, obviously, are talented people, uh, such as yourself. So what I love about it is, obviously, it looks great. Um, you know, the production, the writing is great. But at the same time, I think what makes these videos great is your performance, the performance of the actors. And you're, like, you're so spot on the way you capture, you know, so many people have portrayed Batman. But you have found a way to make it yours and to make it consistent. And obviously, you know, you got to pull from somewhere. So what would you say is your, what do you personally pull from, like, how do you bring that character out within yourself to kind of show on the screen and make it as real as you've been able to do it? Yeah, I, I get asked this question a lot. It's, it's, it, it's a great question. And to do Batman, Batman, he, you know, he's not Ronald McDonald. So you just have to go to a dark place. And so um, I, you, you find whatever, and, and that's different from person to person. I have my own place and, and it's safe and it's in a box and whenever I need it, I go to it. Um, and so you go, you, you just go there and then there's this, this physicality that you transform. The shoulders go back, the head, head moves forward. And it's, it's almost like, um, like a Jaguar or like literally like this big cat. And that's what I vision when, you know, with my movement, uh, just strong economy of movement. Um, and then as far as my physical portrayal, you know, I, of course I was influenced by what I call the two greats, um, uh, Keaton and Conroy. And so, yeah. oh. peanut butter and chocolate, sir. Peanut butter. And chocolate. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the Reese's of, of Batman. God, and uh, and so um, I um, I uh, I I love the voice of both of them. I come up with my own. I wrote this long. Someone wrote me a message, and they they're like, "How how do I do the voice?" And it's, it's just difficult, but I, 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 I took that question very seriously and I wrote out this long, long email on, you know, you find this ledge in your voice and, and you, you, it's a whisper, not a growl or, you know, it, it, I, I, it, it all made sense to me, but I said, and then I sent it off to him and I said, good luck. Um, <laughs> some people, some people don't have it. I think it's more, I think it's more swag. I think it's more attitude. And um, any everyone has their own inner Batman, and they don't all have to sound, um, you know, like like Conroy. I think uh, Bruce Greenwood has a great, great Batman. He does. I agree. Yeah. Can you do? Can you can you do the voice? Are you asking me to do the voice right now? <laughs> oh, <so> <laughs> <laughs> have Have you ever been approached to do the voice on like animated films or anything? 
You know what's interesting is, um, I guess, okay, I was um, approached by Warner Brothers within the last week or two to um, to do the voice for their consumer products. So if um, if you got a like an action figure, you pull a string, Robin, you know, to the Batcave. You know, things like uh, that. And I will so, buy that. Um, Tell me which one it yeah. is, and I will buy them all. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what what I do is I go in there, and they give me a whole line of things to say. And it's for use in, in future um, consumer product toys like Batmobiles and things like that. And and it's a – I don't want to call it – we'll call it a general standard Batman voice. So that answers right. one question that I had. So you do work and have a relationship with Warner Brothers and DC portraying Batman, and they have your phone number, so we could possibly be seeing some, like, officially licensed Batman, not only merch, but maybe even, uh, I don't know, maybe some films or something like that <laughs> involving you. Oh, uh, yeah. I um, This is how, this is my relationship with Warner Brothers. It's longstanding and just cherished i love the people at warner brothers and, and primarily warner brothers uh marketing and consumer products and, and things like that so um they deal with live appearances and what i do is i, I call myself the superhero whisperer <laughs> and they and somehow i've developed this skill and it's a particular set of skills they sit they send me around um, to, to certain theme parks, well, we which shall remain nameless. Um, but I, I love that. I love the theme parks and I cast and I train their superheroes. And oh, that's wow. awesome. It's the greatest, it's the greatest job in the world. I was just in Madrid, Spain, and I, I saw 400 hopefuls and they all come in. They all come in a line 25 at a time. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Wow. And then I get them in, I, um, I audition them, I have them speak, I have them walk, I interview them, and I got them down to 50 that, that we hired, or no, we, 50 that we, we submit for approval, and then I train them, and I train them to walk like Batman, to speak like Green Lantern, to pose like Superman, and then I also treat, I, I train them on how to conduct themselves within the confines of a theme park how to react when a guest is the, says this or how to react or how to, how to get out of, of sticky situations. See, you really so, are like the people's Batman. I mean, uh, yeah. you, you really are. I mean, I'm, that's not yeah. bullshit. That's, it's, uh, that's very Bruce Wayne. Uh -huh. <laughs> Would one of those theme parks be in Arlington, Texas anytime soon? <laughs> no, is that a six flags? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, not that I know. I, I don't have any, any trips planned there. Okay. I'm blessed in doing what I love. So it's always passionate and it's always fun. And my heart is in it. And when I'm, I'm there in front of the kids and, and I'm, I'm teaching them, they see how passionate I am about this. And you're not in a dude in a suit and you're not a bar. You're not a Barbie doll. You are the incarnation of this, of this character. Their hero comes to life. And when they see it come from me, then they start believing it. You have to start believing in the magic. I got my start at Disney back in 99. I was Tarzan at Disney uh, for the opening of the film. And I worked there for four years. Um, I worked from at Universal Studios from 2001 to 2008. So 
I'm I, I drink the Kool-Aid. I buy the system. I'm all about it. And it's all about character integrity. And so whenever, and I'm not a cosplayer, uh, but I'm graciously accepted by the cosplay community. And whenever I speak to cosplayers, I say, you have to live it. You have to believe it. You have to breathe it to be, to be respected and to be believable. Otherwise you're just a dude in a suit and, and, and you're good with that. And that's fine. There's no problem with that. But if you want to up your game and have people just their jaw drop, when you walk in and say, Oh my God, that is, that's green lantern. You, you have to believe it and you have to own it and you have to put the work in. Um, and, uh, like I always say, you wear the suit, the suit doesn't wear you. You could have, you could put just a brilliant person who has the right attitude and tapped in that character in a target suit, they would get the attention, but you have a brilliant suit and with someone that's just kind of walking around drink, you know, just you know, drinking lemonade and, and eating a hot dog. And, um, and they're not going to get any attention. No one's going to buy it. No one's really going to want to want to be around that magic, but you have someone that, that has that energy. It, people mm -hmm. gravitate towards it. People want to take the pictures with you. Right. Have you ever had the opposite reaction where people are actually intimidated by you as when you're like fully Cape and cowl? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine, um, came on now like with live appearances you have to know who your audience is so if i if it's let's say it's a um, um like a grown-up party it's a reception some type of licensing event then i could be full board dark night and all of the adults get it and they love it so that's kind of having a little bit of attitude being a little scary you know the voice you know you've got the voice you know the voice is down there and you're killing it and it's great because they get it you get it you're having fun being this dark guy um, and Kevin's gone. But if you're <laughs> dealing with children and they're five years old, you don't want to beat them over the head with it. You, they, you got the suit, you're bad man. So you're going to have to bring it down a little bit and you're going to have to play to your audience because otherwise you're standing there and all the kids are crying and they're running around in circles like <laughs> your head's or ears on fire. <laughs> so you, you you just, you kind of have to, you know, you have to bring that voice up a little bit because the full board Batman voice is just demonic. Right. So bring the voice up a little bit. You soften your mannerisms. You, you remain true to the character, but you become a little more animated series unless Dark Knight Rises, so to speak. Well, uh, kind of, I was kind of, like, uh, kind of well? like the toy voice you're talking about. You have to have that, that voice for, because you're selling toys to kids. You can't scare the crap yeah. out of them. You got to invite yeah. them almost. Right. Yeah, you're just a, a a sweeter Batman, and um, and you 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 just have to know you have to know your audience. Now, um, when the thing I love about doing the films is you're full bore, hundred percent, unapologetically dark. You are Batman. You um, right. there are levels that go on, but a lot of the a lot of the levels are subtext. And a buddy of mine came. And uh, you may know him from uh, Dodgeball. He was Blazer. It seems Brandon Malawi. Yeah. Um, he was a, he, he was in uh, he was in Mr. Deeds. Um, he was Kevin in Mr. Deeds. And I invited him to the set, and we were That's shooting a project with Batman Sun. And I'm, I grew up was talking to him, and he he's a pretty tough guy as well. And he's a big guy and plays all the tough roles. And he's and I'm in the full suit, and we're just talking. And he's like, "Dude, man," he goes. I, I, I can't talk to you. I can't even look at you right now. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you're freaking me out, man. He goes, you're freaking me out. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. It, 
if you know Brandon, and he's like, you're just freaking me out. You're scaring me. I just can't. And, and he put his hand up, like, <laughs> talk to the hands. He's like, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. I can't so, talk to you. I can't even look at you. Hey, so <laughs> have you and Aaron ever uh, got drunk and then gone out on a dark night in full costume, and he's in, like, his costume, and, like, scared the shit out of some assholes? <laughs> Where did you hear that? I, I deny that. That never happened. So you had. That's and, awesome. And, and yeah, and that video online is not us. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. I would shit, the, my pants. No, we, we have not. We have not. Um, but uh, we have. We were. We, we did a shoot. Gosh, this was around 2008, where I was Superman, and he was ordering dinner, and he's like, Kevin. Let's go down to Papa John's and you can pick up the uh, the, the pizza <laughs> as Superman. So there, it was awesome. There is uh, footage uh, of me as Superman going into Papa John's in full character picking up pizza. No, so um, I thought I saw and, a picture of you and Aaron in full costume in a Denny's, Batman and Robin. No, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, that's, yes, um, it wasn't a Denny's. It was a it was a Mel's Diner. In Studio City on Ventura, and it was myself and um, Tyrone Lucas, who is also he's a, a member of the Bat and the Sun community. And that was um, <laughs> here we go again. That was Halloween. Oh yeah, two thousand two thousand and three. We had just left Mike Doherty's um, Halloween party. Mike Doherty uh, just wrote X Men Apocalypse. He wrote X Men um, X Men Two, uh, Superman Returns. He's just Wow. Super guy. And the dude's and, young too, right? Which one, Mike? When he when he wrote uh when he wrote X Men two, wasn't he almost oh, yeah. like, only like like twenty three when he wrote that? Uh like that. Yeah, I think yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right, yeah. Uh, with uh I was gonna ask about with Aaron too, because I always personally thought this. I didn't know if you guys had ever had any talks about possibly doing it or not, but uh I always thought that Aaron would fit a, a pretty good um Terry McGinnis, and I was wondering Absolutely. if you guys had ever talked about doing a role where you're an older Bruce and maybe him taking on oh, Terry or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, what we would do is we probably, if we did that, he's already played Terry McGinnis in that, in the project that he did in high school. And I would absolutely, I would love to play that. Um, That'd be amazing. Probably, I think what would be amazing is he would probably, because I think he's matured up to Nightwing. Um, yeah. And I, I would love to yeah, I think we would probably have him uh, play uh, Dick Grayson or possibly an older Tim Drake. Um, That'd be good. And then, yeah, and then um, uh, get Danny Shepard and have him do... Uh, oh, Jimenez. yeah. I really like Danny Shepard. Oh, uh, what's I, not to like? Let's talk about that guy for a bit. Yeah. What, what a stud. He's just, they're, <laughs> kill, they're killing it out there in Vegas. They are. The stuff that they're producing, and they're just so gracious and respectful and... and the quality, talented, those guys. Um, I was on their show a couple of months ago, and I was I'm, I was blown away by just how respectful they were. And if you respect the people that came before you, then then you are destined for greatness because you're building on their successes. And he's very respectful. The work that's done with Bat and the Sun, and at the same time, they're doing great stuff um, as well. So I um, I know that he just did Nightcrawler in um, uh, in a, uh, an episode of Superman Beatdown. Um, yeah. So and they, they we just did the waiting room with Danny. So I can definitely see um, us working with Danny more. 
Um, His Nightwing series is fantastic. I love it. So well done. So well done. And uh, with me, it's it's about the type of person that you are. And if you're a likable person, if you're if you're gracious and respectful, then um, I can forgive the project. To me, it's the type of person that you are, the quality of person. That's what makes you me root for you. But in these guys' case, they're respectful, they're gracious, they're kind, and they're also talented. So they're um they've got a very bright future ahead of those guys. Definitely. Kevin, we uh we posted on the Bat Force tonight that we're talking to you live and that um if anyone had any questions we'd we'd try to get some in and we had a uh http dot geek wants to know who your favorite Batman rogue is. Um I gotta go old school and go with the Joker. Um Yeah, I'm gonna stick with the Joker. He's just He's nuanced, and there, there's this vulnerability that Batman has to the Joker. And there have been many, many times that he could have put him down, and he hasn't. Um, I, um, I do like the Riddler. Um, I, I like Edward Nygma, not the Riddler, and I, 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 for, for different reasons. I'm not a big fan of, of the Riddler, but Edward Nygma. So I'm going to go with the two classics, just kicking you know, old, old school with those guys. Is there a favorite incarnation, you know, whether it be from the 66 series to any of the films, a favorite incarnation of one of those two? I'm going to have to go with uh, Mark Hamill's uh, Joker. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Mark Hamill's. Um, this is the deal. The thing that I love about Cesar Romero's Joker is he had no template. He had no template. He had um, comic books, and that is it. There was not any reference material for him to watch. And so he created this brilliant character, and it just came to life, which I thought was, was incredible. Um, and then in 30 years go by, or 25 years go by, and then you've got Jack Nicholson that comes out. And you can see the influences that Cesar Romero had on Jack Nicholson. Um, mm-hmm. Cesar Romero never had that. And the same with Michael Keaton, because Michael Keaton didn't draw on Adam West at all. But Michael Keaton created a signature style of portraying Batman that... It is played even today, the way that he moves, the way that he speaks. That was all Michael Keaton. And he had, he had no one to pattern it off of. He, he didn't do any Adam West at all. And right. so that's why I consider him one of the greats. You look at, um, let's, let's just, let's not make assumptions on Affleck, but let's go up to um, Bale. The way that he moves, the way that he spoke, you could see the influences from Keaton on, on Bale. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Oh. oh, thanks. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. All right, Wes, I know you had... There's a couple more on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Here's yeah. another one. Um, I don't even know how... XA Fierro? Za Fierro? When is the next time you're donning the cowl again? That would have to be on an upcoming project, probably with Bat in the Sun or... or the Spell that last name for me. Spell the last name for me. It's X A Fierro. F I E R R A. F I E R R O. E R R. Oh, I just remember. Yeah. Okay, that's Xavier. Okay. Uh, the next time I'm, I'm uh, donning the cow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's going to be uh, there's going to be an eventual um, project that's coming up. And the problem is I'm now I'm getting to a size. I'm I'm gaining size for a secret project that I'm doing for Bat in the Sun. I'm growing facial hair and, and I'm putting on about thirty to forty pounds of muscle. 
So I think probably the next time I'm going to put on the suit is after I drop my, my fighting weight is about 225, 230. Um, I'm going to have to get up to like 280 for this project. Dang. So, and I'm going to have to carry that weight. Yeah, it's crazy. I have to carry that weight until about um, July. So a couple, um, like a couple months to get down to that. So July, August, maybe September. Um, that, that answers another question. So when you're at like your, uh, you know, obviously you do training, you know, for this role. So when you're at your physical prime for the suit and stuff, you said you're about two twenty-five. Yeah, I I came into Batman Vader at uh, right at two twenty, and I was I was lean, and that's what Aaron said. Aaron will say, okay, I want to do a Batman project. And I always say, what suit? Where do you want me? What do you want me to be? And he'll go, okay, I want you larger. I want you leaner. And so if he says come in leaner, I'll come in about 215, 220. Because the, it's um, true, the camera does seem to, I mean, it's an optical illusion, but it, it does add a little bit of weight. Oh, I look huge. I, look, I just look huge. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Um, whenever I watch City of Stars, because there's, there's, no, there's no armor, there's no padding or anything of that. I'm like, dang, I'm a monster. And I'm not <laughs> yeah, really. You I, I, if you, no, you are. I mean, you are a monster. If, to us. Yeah, if you see me well, if you see me in real life, um I mean I'm tall, you know, but you know, I'm I'm rangy. I've got these long arms, these legs, they're all going everywhere like a spider. So I'm definitely tall. Um that's one thing that people oh wow, I didn't know you're so tall. I'm like, Really? Yeah, you know. Okay. And um then they also the next thing they say is, Oh, I, I you don't sound like Batman. <laughs> like, well, I'm not. I'm not Batman. <laughs> don't and, talk like uh, this all the time. Right now. Right now. <laughs> I'm not always angry, but um, this is how it's, this is my voice. And then I'll go, can you, do, can you do the Batman voice? And I'm like, no, let's get a picture, though. And I'll find something. Because then you're just, you feel, I don't know, it, it, it's like some, you know, like some circus trick or something. And uh, yeah. yeah, but it, I do, it, I do get asked a lot. And um, it's like they also, um, hey, can you do the purple cobra? We will rock you thing. With a <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I, and initially, I would say no, no, because you, I can never do it, and and like I did then, because I'm not in the suit and I don't have the hair, and it's not going to look that way. But I've softened my position on that. And if somebody asks me, I'll say, oh yeah, I'll do it with you. Let's do it together. So is the purple is cobra I, your your go-to dance move? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's that's what I do out, out there on the floor. And it, yeah. it kills. That's what it I kills. thought. Brings in the ladies. Yeah, by the, by the way, Kevin, while we were around the subject, I wanted to throw uh, a little bit of a beat down at you and see your thoughts on it. Um, oh, here, who, we, here we go. There's always there's always <laughs> Here we go. Who <laughs> would win in uh, a dodgeball match, laser or Batman? <laughs> oh, um, I'm going to always... Always, always have to go with Batman. What about All Vince right. Bond versus Batman? <laughs> How about Kevin Porter versus Vince Bond? Yes, Kevin there Porter versus Vince Bond. That's interesting. Kevin Porter. Kevin yes. Porter. So, Vince Bond is very, very fast. Very fast. It's surprisingly quick really? for his size. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome. You would never think it. Because he's, he, he's, he's my size. He's very tall. But really quick. Was was that set as fun to be on as the movie was itself? It was without a doubt the greatest experience of my life. Um, wow. It was wow. so much fun. And all we did was work out, eat, 
and run out there and play dodgeball in front of thousands of screen people that are paid to scream. And so, you know, and you don't, you don't realize that you just think that you're doing great. But they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And when I'm doing everyone scream, ah, and you're like, Oh, I'm awesome. I'm doing great. They're just paid to, to scream and paid to cheer and paid to yell your name. But you lose that because you're there and you're with your buddies and you're wearing this great outfit and you're, you're pretending like you're doing something, but you're really not. You're really not. <laughs> you know, and I thought I heard rumors a while ago. Did they ever approach you at all about possibly doing a sequel for Dodgeball? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a couple of years ago. And, um, awesome. yeah, they, um, they put the feelers out to all of the principals. And um, basically, I guess that's before the scripting phase and to see who they can work into the script. So we'll, awesome. we'll see how that works out. I mean, he he, he did Zoolander too, <laughs> right? So, and what's funny is um, of the Purple Cobras, myself, Brandon, Jamal, Rusty, Missy Pyle, um, we're all pretty tight. It's yeah, I mean, it's like none, none of us have uh, have gained like eighty pounds, or and we're all <laughs> in the industry still. I think we could uh, we could all put on the gear and go get back out there. Oh my gosh, that'd be so awesome! Bad. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Like like Rocky said, one more round, one more right. round. What a cat! You just went through the roller deck. Yeah, that was such an insane cast too. Like the, there's just the, the actors that are in that. Like Rip, was it Rip Torn's in it? Rip Jason Torn's Bateman's incredible. In yeah. yeah. Oh my Taylor. god! It's like Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh yeah, he gives the thumbs down. <laughs> you're, you're cemented. You're cemented amongst those names in in one of the greatest like comedies of all time for sure. You know, yeah. it's and you think of the number of people that have watched your Batman films. I you know, imagine the amount of people that have seen Dodgeball and who are passing it on to generation to generation. I mean, you know, it's just uh, it's just so it's so crazy to think of how many people you've actually reached. You know. Yeah, it's uh, the movie's bigger now than it was when it came out. When it came out, I think it um, worldwide was you know up to two hundred million. It was it was a it was a big success, but it just kept going. And we uh, we make one or two dodgeball appearances a month, so we'll travel around and we'll just um, that's a lot. It, yeah. it really is. It, um, yeah, and so um, we're just blessed. We're blessed to to ha- have the opportunity to go out there and, and spread the love of dodgeball. <laughs> And it's fun, and uh, you know, laser, laser, and you're like, okay, and and laser is, um, laser is very special to me because, you know, I'm laser. I originated the character. There's only one laser, and it's a fictional character that I portrayed and I created, um, or I brought to life. Like with Batman, you know, you have a bunch of different people that that have carried the mantle, and then, you know, and I'm the people's Batman, but it's not, you know, it's not Warner Brothers on screen. But right. so laser has a best, very special place in my heart. There's only one laser. There's only one, and, There's and, only and one. there could be only one. And, and you, <laughs> and you get to teach people the five Ds. Yes. <laughs> Do you guys know the dodge, five Ds? Dodge, yes. I've done. <laughs> what about these nuts? Those two. Kevin, are you to dodge those? <laughs> Are there any other? I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dodge that question. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> are, there, uh, are there any other uh, favorite characters you also like to portray? Um, you know, I like theater. I'm a big theater guy. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of projects I'm looking forward to doing whenever I stop traveling and getting back up on stage. Um, I like musical theater. I like um, just 
standards, things like that. Um, as far as on screen, you know, and, and let's let's stay within the geek realm. Um, I would really like to, at least once, really pursue um, a Deathstroke. That was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to pursue a Deathstroke project. Uh, Punisher is great. Punisher is in my wheelhouse. What I do is, is if you only do things that you're great at, we're all great at something. We're all great at something. And some people, it may be the most obscure thing, but we're all great at something. And so if you can find what you're great at and really only do that, it appears, it gives the illusion as if you're great at everything you do, but you're only doing things that you're great at. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So my lane is the Batman, um, the Batman, the, the Punisher, the Deathstroke. I could, I'm sure I could probably kill um, uh, Judge Dredd. Because they're all, you know, I hate yeah. to say it, but oh. they're, 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 they're similar oh, characters. Dude, that would be fucking awesome, you as Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's in my lane. It's in my lane. It's when I try to go outside of my lane when I get in trouble, and then I get hit by a car, <laughs> and I have to go back in my lane. Get in your lane, Kevin. Get back in your lane. <laughs> and so, have, have um, you had that? When have you had that happen where you feel like uh, you kind of you went out of your lane? Yeah, I um, I was doing a live appearance, and um, and I was event managing it, and the Joker didn't show up, and the show must go on. So you've got, you know, six foot five Joker who is a Batman, but he's putting on the white makeup and he's, and it's a show. It's literally it's an onstage performance, onstage show. And this was in Savannah, Georgia. And, and I, I, I embarrassed myself. I just embarrassed myself. I was, I, when I think about it, I, I just cringe. I really do. Cause it's, <laughs> so when I look at people and I look at what they do, I'm in awe of people doing what they're good at what they're destined to do when they when people find that it's a thing of beauty and i love it but on the flip side if i'm out there doing something i'm not good at it's just it's it's excruciating i it was i knew the parents were just they they were putting their hands over their kids eyes i was so bad (laughs) Um, and and i and I had this weird Joker accent and voice, and that's and I and I'm like, and I wanted to go, but you you should really see my Batman. I, I yeah, <laughs> I'm not this guy. I'm not this guy. Probably so, look like um, a Dark Knight Returns Joker. <laughs> you know, you know what I look like, Solomon Grundy. With yeah, <laughs> that's what I look like. Yeah. Solomon but, Grundy but without the white stick. But you were being the the people's Batman again, and you were taking one for the team, right? Yeah. Taking one for the show must go on. Yeah, how many people would would probably just cancel altogether and you know just crush it? So the fact exactly. that you actually made the attempt and put it, put yourself out there that says a whole lot, to be honest. You know? It's never an option. Failure is never an option, and never more so in in Los Angeles. You just yeah. you make it happen. You make it happen, and no is not in the vocabulary. Failure is not the vocabulary. It, it the question is how. And you answer that question, you make it happen. And that, I think, comes from, like, organized sports. I was in football my entire life. And you dig deep, and you don't fail. You just don't fail. It drives me crazy when people um, will say, okay, and they'll throw their hands up. And I'm like, no, that's unacceptable. You're better than that. Everyone's better than that. You know, besides your current projects you're doing, uh, you do post, you know, like you'll be in the gym, and you will have inspirational stuff. And talking to you here. Um, you can, it, you definitely can tell that, you know, you, you truly do live by that. Not like, 
you know, like a fake person who just wants to put something up to try and get, you know, quote unquote likes or, you know, try and be popular on Instagram. I mean, you know, you truly live by that. And mm-hmm. that's something that you can tell us by talking with you. Yeah. I, um, one thing I noticed and I was so just, again, blessed and gracious. And, and, and when, when my, my Facebook page started taking off and, Initially, I wasn't um, I wasn't going to set up a Batman page or even a professional page, but my manager came to me and said, "Kevin, I am. Um, I, I couldn't help but noticing on on social media and, and and out there, you've got quite a lot of buzz um, about your your Batman portrayal." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's nice." And I was, you know, humble about it, and I just dismissed it. And he's like, "Why? Why are you doing that? Why don't you get everyone under one roof and say something? Say something." And I'm like, uh, and so he set up the page and then immediately the first, like first day was 2000 likes and 3000 likes. And, and then he was posting. And after the first couple of weeks, I'm like, I, I, I'll, I'll start posting. And then suddenly people started writing back. And then, I, and then I'm engaging with, with, with the people out there that are just supporters of the work. And it has, it has been the most amazing gift ever because then I have, on Facebook, like a hundred and a hundred, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 amazing people that we all share the same, you know, same common, you know, common likes and the common, um, projects that, that we like, that we like. And, and, um, I said to, um, to someone that has a pretty big following, I said, well, what's your, um, what's your platform? Well, what do you mean? Well, what do you have to say? You've got so many, so many people that follow you. What's, what's your goal? I said, I don't know what you mean. I said, okay, put it this, put it this way. You're sitting in the world's largest room and you've got a microphone and you have a hundred, hundred thousand people sitting on the carpet all around you. It's a huge room. And they're, they're, they're just staring up at you and you've got the microphone and they're quiet and they're waiting. What do you have to say? And they're just they're They didn't have anything to say. I said, that's a wasted opportunity because they want you to say something, anything, give them insight to who you are or what drives you, or how can they do what you're doing? Something. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I take very, very, very seriously, because a lot of the people that we talk to are enthusiasts, and they like what we're doing, and they want to emulate what we do. And um, and I'm very, very aware of that in everything that I post. I stand by every single word of everything that I've ever posted, because I put a lot of thought into it. And there's a responsibility there. And I care so much about anyone that, that reads a word of what I say. Um, and I want it to be of value. And it's not always um, inspirational, motivational. Some of it's fun. But I feel like we have, we have a responsibility out there. And even if you have 100 followers or 50 followers, you have a responsibility to post something responsible that other people would, would want to read and get something out of, even if it, that's only an insight into what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Right. And you can, I feel that one thing that, um, you know, you are, you know, like we were talking about how you're the people's Batman. I mean, you come, you know, uh, you know, you come across as, you know, you're the average guy, you know, you're just like anybody else who, you know, like you said, you love what you do. Hmm. That it has, you know, you, your, your ego hasn't blown up, you know, the size of, you know, a blend. You know what I'm, you get what I'm trying to get at? I can't handle I can't handle egos. And one thing that when you look at the Bat and the Sun community and all of the people and we sit on a panel, 
there are no egos and it's all just right. amazing friends. And I'm so blessed to be a part of those people, but you can see the people, um, at the conventions that have, have just this overinflated sense of self. Oh, <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm going to, I'm going to just say this, man. Like that, a couple of years ago when, um, right when they were on the brink of announcing, um, Affleck for Donna justice and immediately following it before and after the announcement of me and the fellas, a lot of us, we, you know, there, there was like this dream list of actors to play Batman of Zona Justice because it was a little more of an aged, mature Batman. All of us, hands down, said Kevin Porter. No, no, what? We really, we, yes, we yeah. Said, yeah, definitely. We were just so familiar with your portrayal of Batman and the work you've done in the past. And, you know, uh, the understanding of the character, the look, the passion that everything went into it. And I'm going to go going back a couple of years. But, you know, with, with time passing and that being said, and all, we wanted to know what your thoughts are in terms of, well, how do you feel Ben's going to do now that he's done in the cow in the upcoming film? Um, I think, yeah. <sighs> I think, I think he, he, he's done great. I think that he'll do great. I love, my biggest concern was, his, was his Bruce Wayne because yeah. he's kind of, he's kind of hit or miss in the acting. He really is. Sometimes right. like when it, when he does, when he does very little, he's great. When he tries to step out of his lane, he gets hit by a car. Um, so when he's Argo and when he's the town, he's awesome. But yeah. when he, when he tries to act, I think he's not so awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is learning his lane. So my big concern was like, Oh gosh, I, I, I his Batman's going to be great. Let the student do the talking right. and let, let Zack Snyder do his thing. Right. Um, but, um, all the stuff that I've seen with him as Bruce Wayne has been beautiful. It's been beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, I love, I, I, because I will tell you, Bruce Wayne is much harder to play than Batman. Much that's harder to the, play than Batman. That's actually what I was going to ask you in your portrayals. When when you uh, take on, you know, Batman or Bruce, uh, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of opinions on it, mm -hmm. do, you, um, do you view Bruce as the mask or, or Batman as the mask when you're portraying it? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's universally known that, that, that Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman wears. That's, right. That's, that's, that's the, and so when... Um, and my Bruce Wayne portrayal, and don't don't count the Machinima video, and don't count um, <laughs> the uh, the waiting room, which was awesome. But that that was me kind of, it was funny, but that was me kind of schlocking it up a little bit. But <laughs> Truth of the Mask, um, that's that's a Bruce Wayne portrayal that that I stand by. And there's this um, this contempt for for everyone around him. There's content, uh, contempt for the hypocrisy. There's contempt for this privileged lifestyle. Um, that he, that, that just bubbles under the surface. And so he has this, this mask of, um, this veil of being congenial, this veil uh, of this lifestyle, but you have this silent rage that just shows in the eyes. Even, uh, um, it's, gosh, it's such a complex character that I just, I will, I will play Bruce Wayne any, any time. Uh, Bruce, Batman is fun. You put this suit on you look in the you know you look in the mirror and you go i'm batman um bruce wayne is is much more challenging to play and it's not it's not about putting on a um you know a suit and a tie and, and being you know this this billionaire playboy there's there's so much um so much depth and texture um levels in bruce wayne i understand i read once i feel like keaton's approach to it was to show a lot of pain and focus in the eyes when portraying yeah. bruce wayne as opposed to Christian Bale when he more was even a little more expressive with his betrayal. 
of Bruce Wayne, especially with dealing with an origin movie such as Batman Begins. Um, would you agree to that extent where there's just a hell of a lot of, of emotion going into the face when it comes to portraying Bruce Wayne? From that relaxed playboy feel to that at the agony of an orphan kind of feel? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's certain times when when Batman shows, you know, it's literally, it's, um, it's Batman rearing his head periodically when, when he's Bruce Wayne, when the rage right. comes out and you can almost see literally this silhouette come out of his head, out of the darkness. Right. Um, it, it's just, it's like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful portrayal. I Keaton was cast because of his eyes. Tim Burton loved his eyes. I mean, he worked right. with him on Beetlejuice, but he knew that when you have the cowl on, it, you're taking away a lot of, of an actor's tools. You're taking away your expression. You can smile and you can frown, but you're taking away all of the expression in your forehead, all of the expression in your eyebrows. Um, and so a lot of the way that you communicate is through your eyes. And so even if you, even if you, you know, you, fur, you know, you furrow your brow or things like that, you can't see any of that. That's why the intensity has to be in those eyes and you can't take a single second off because the camera will see that everything has to be there. You have to feel it right. every moment because the camera is all up in your face. Right. It's not about, it's not about walking around and looking angry. It's <laughs> about uh, just emoting from within and not even trying to emote. It just happens. You know, I, your are again, got to go back to your voice. Your voice also kind of sells a lot of it too. Just, the way I mean, you're blessed with the, with the ability to kind of go into that vocal range and really nail it, because I I don't think a lot of people are aware that it's actually your voice. Um, really? I think I I don't I personally I thought it was like a voiceover actor. I didn't realize it was you. And when when I saw that it was you, threw up a couple of uh, kind of behind the scenes clips um, a couple times, and you're actually doing the voice like a couple. You know, you're you're doing voiceover work and you're like nailing it. And it's like holy shit, this guy this guy's fucking Batman. Like, he's, a, he's a professional. He's a professional actor. Yeah, like I yeah. can't even like like it was amazing. This the, the way the way you, the whole package basically, and and I think that uh, uh, you know I don't think you get enough credit for how well rounded you are in that sense. And again, like I really don't, I don't think people give you enough credit for the fact that you you nail that voice, not just the not just the look, not just the act, but just the sound too. You know, the movement. Yeah. You do. I mean, even in uh, Truth of the Mask, which was amazing first time getting to see that, I personally loved it because, you know, we got to see a lengthy portrayal of you as Bruce. Um, and I just thought it was fantastic the way, uh, you know, personally, it could have just been uh, how I took it. But I felt like, you know, you kind of even were doing something with your voice there to where it was a little different. Um, kind of how Conroy, you know, will, uh, um, which you said was an influence on you, will kind of like raise the pitch of his voice a little bit as Bruce. Mm -hmm. um, and stuff, and I mean, it was just fantastic. I, I've never seen an actor really uh, as great as everybody has done Batman and stuff. I feel like you're Bruce Wayne. You just you really nail it. Thank you. Thank, thanks for noticing the difference in the voices. To me, um, there are three voices. You've got um, you've got Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne the um, the way that Bruce Wayne actually speaks. You have Batman, and then you have the Bruce Wayne that he wants the public to hear. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so Bruce Wayne is, um, is like mid range. Batman goes deep and the public Bruce Wayne is a just a, a tad higher than that. He's a little more playful. He's a little lighter and, uh, he's less, you know, he's less serious, um, less, uh, glum, so to speak. 
And I, I had all three, I had two of those voices basically the entire time. Um, and then there's one line that was written in there as Batman. And when I read the script, I knew it immediately. I knew what he wanted. And um, Aaron in City of Scars, which is just, again, his direction is so amazing. He's doing the shoot, and we're in the, literally in the back cave in Bronson Canyon, where they shot the, the original Batman. And um, he's like, okay, now I want you to look, and I want Bruce Wayne to look, and then I want to see Batman. And, I'm, and I, I don't have a mask or anything. And right. I knew what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. And when I watch it, I'm like, wow. And it's, it's, it's just, it, it's all the direction, but it, it gives me that component within myself to say, Bruce Wayne, no, Kevin can be Batman without the mask. Right. And it's literally when you watch it. And so if you watch City of Scars, it was, um, it was written Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. And then there's a line that says Batman. And then Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. I knew exactly what they wanted. They wanted full bore Batman. That's him literally pulling, pulling the curtain back and showing the demon. And it, Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was incredible. And the line is, um, because you know what I'll do. And if, and if, um, and I knew that I knew that I nailed it when like, uh, the first time we did it and the, the actor that play, played Edward Nygma was just beautiful. And he's like, you know, you know, why would I, you know, why, why would I do that? And then I leaned in and I, I let it go. I let the dogs off the leash <laughs> and, um, yeah. I, I gave it to him and I heard, I heard the entire crew go, Ooh, <laughs> 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 and Justin Zagri, who is, an amazing guy. I have to give a, 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 an amazing shout out to him because he wrote, he directed uh, truth of the mask. He also, um, I have to plug his new, um, his new, uh, Harry Potter film and it's, uh, something Snape and the Marauders or something. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but please yeah. check it out. Snape okay. and the Marauders. Oh, okay. Snoopy Snape. I don't know. He, he's going to yell at me for not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest shout out ever. <laughs> Yeah, that's the yeah. worst shout out ever. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Justin, please forgive me. Well, Hashtag it, Snoopy Snape. Oh, no. <laughs> so, um, but uh, a great, great director. And, um, and he, he was the, the way that was written. And it's something that I'm, that's not a project I'm proud of. I'm just going through life collecting these amazing Easter eggs of projects that I'm proud of, putting in my basket. And then at at the end of of my of my journey, I'll sit there and I'll say, "Wow, look how blessed I've been to work with these amazing people and do these projects that are so well received." Because it's one thing sitting in your room and you know and, and playing with your toys or whatever and having fun with your friends, but this is like in your room playing with your toys, having fun with your friends, and twenty million people watching. That's exactly what it's like. And I'm like, "Wow, really? You like this? You're enjoying this? Because we're we're really enjoying doing it." That's what it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, it's something special when when you enjoy what you do. But not only that, you see kind of like the fruit of your work, where other people are, you know, commenting, liking, sharing, and it really shows that like you're not just doing a good job. You're doing something that taps into other people's enjoyment, somebody else's passion. That you know, you're kind of sharing in the moment with them, and it's, it's really awesome. You're you're basically a creator in that sense. You know, like a writer, like a director. You know, you're creating content that people can relate to and love. So yeah. Kevin what, what you said, uh, Kevin, what you said kind of was a perfect segue into some of your 
new upcoming projects. Um, I know you've been posting some photos from uh, a film called Fallen Cards. Yeah. Uh huh. Could you? That is a yeah. Um, that's a post-apocalyptic uh, project. Um, we're talking to Machinima about um, about distribution. And it it's from the mind of Rich Manley. Rich Manley is. Did you get see Punisher versus Red Hood? Mm-hmm. Yes, loved it. Right. Oh, awesome, yeah. love you guys. So you watch um, everything you do, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking um, of which, Evan, um, yeah. uh, I would love to see like like City of Scars was a you know more of like a movie than a uh, you know the super power beatdowns. I would love to see if you would ever do like a Punisher. Like an extended, you know, like a twenty-minute movie, like he did with City of Scars. That would be, that, I think that'd be badass. In, in, a, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. And like I said, um, there's there are very few projects that I know that are in my lane. Punisher's in my lane. When the Punisher, um, when the Punisher opportunity came up with Netflix, I'm like, huh? Yes, I wanted to do that. That's so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I the, the guy they cast, I forget his name. He was great. Um, loved him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he was at um. Uh, Walking Dead, Walking and, Dead. And, yeah. yeah, a few other projects. Um, great guy, awesome. Um, another thing that that I know is in my wheelhouse. Um, cable in my wheelhouse. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. talking about him for X Force, aren't they? Uh, X Force and, and Deadpool. And, and Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, there are very few um, characters out there, roles out there that out of the box I would kill. And so I'm like, I, I would kill that. Uh, and, and so when I was watching, um, first of all, I was, I kept hearing all this chatter, you know, oh, Kevin Porter, um, uh, cable, Deadpool two, whatever. I had no idea what they're talking about. And then I went to see the film. And I'm like, Oh, okay. He's going to be in the sequel. So I need to get my agent on that to see, just to get in yeah, for a reading, really. just yes. to get in for a reading. Um, the closest that I've, I've come to, to playing a, um, a uh, feature film superhero is um, the thing and Fantastic Four, the original Fantastic Four that was in, I guess, two thousand five, two thousand, yeah, yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. Have there? Uh, I was going to ask you too because it was something which it wouldn't be a big role or anything, but something I was hoping possibly that you would get was uh, on the uh, TV show Gotham they're currently doing. They mentioned mm-hmm. you know if they make it towards the end that they would bring in Batman for the final episode and. Uh, has there been any talks about casting for that yet, for who would portray that in the future when they get down to to that point? Or no, not not that I've heard of. Um, but I, my age is on it, and what I do is we we meet um, every Monday, and I, I talk to him about okay, look out for this, look out for this, look out for this. And he's like, okay, so he's he's on the lookout, so it's definitely on his radar. What do we need to do um, to help? Yeah, that's good to Chatter helps. Chatter is always great, and uh, petitions. Petitions are nice. I'll get on that then. <laughs> who, who at Warner Brothers do we need to talk to? We'll make it happen. Oh, go- oh goodness who, who gracious! Scott uh, needs to throw in his trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that the trunkster? Yes, sir. <laughs> I like trunkster. That's a good name. Trunks oh, is yeah. much better. Trunks is much better. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, just give me your list. It'll be taken care of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, right. He, he's got a 
clear out his trunk first of the toys, and then yeah. we could possibly fit something in there. We'll, we'll make sure your name is connected. That's what is, he's, he's really good. He, we also, you know, he's, he's good at cleaning things up, too, so leave him no trace of stuff behind. So don't worry about it. <laughs> you, 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 guys, you guys sound like you have a particular set of skills. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we employ most of them are useless. Yeah. Most of them are eating. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, all the ones that are married are really good at hiding stuff, so. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Guitar case. Grandpa <laughs> Batman pretty much started it, and then I think the trunk would perfected it, you know. Yeah, I told Scott, I, I used to, I used to <laughs> sneak uh, alcohol into clubs in my guitar cases. You know, because I didn't want to pay for it. And I think that carried over to the toys. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I've got some uh, I've got some additional questions. And this is what I kind of call the lightning round. And what it is, it's going to be a series of questions I'll ask real quick. And I just want to get your answer. First thing that pops in your mind. Are you game? Okay. Yeah, okay. So this is like a, uh, like a game show. Yes. First thing yeah. that pops in my mind. All right, First let's, thing let's do this. Like, like, you don't win anything. <laughs> We'll give you a Bat Boys well, Radio t-shirt when we get them made. Okay, if I'm not oh, mistaken, if, if I do this correctly, will I get a custom Kevin Porter Deathstroke action figure? Yeah, let's talk about that. Kevin, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yeah, raise so the stakes on that. You're going to not only get the, the Deathstroke, but you're going to get a custom laser and a custom what? Batman. Yeah. Okay. Whoa! Whoa! I got the uh, Grandpa Batman on that. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. What What do you need for me to make that happen? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Get ready. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Lightning round. Here we go. Favorite food? Spaghetti. Favorite band? Uh, sticks. Favorite barbecue <laughs> restaurant? <laughs> I go back to the second one. <laughs> Favorite band. Okay, what was, what was oh, Pat, can you edit that out? Can I change that in? Favorite band besides know. Wilson Phillips. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hanson. No, no, not Hanson. <laughs> uh, I keep going. Okay, uh, what was after? Uh, okay. Favorite, right, uh, favorite, favorite barbecue restaurant. Oh, yeah, uh, a bonus barbecue, Jacksonville, Florida. How much do you deadlift? Gosh, uh, I would not. I, I rep out with with four or five. Four or five, okay. Okay. Catwoman or Wonder Woman? Catwoman, all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. Favorite Batman movie? Oh, eighty nine. Come on. All right. Nice. <laughs> Favorite wrestler? Wait a second. Who's gonna agree disagree with that? We kicked, we kicked him out of the group because of his disagreement in that section. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. Okay, Next one. On. Okay. Keep going. All right. Favorite wrestler. Oh, I'm gonna have Randy the Macho Man. Okay. Nice. Uh, nice. You answered this one. This was best dodgeball player. You or Vince Vaughn? Kevin Porter. Kevin Ooh. Porter. La laser. Rambo or Terminator? Ooh. Rambo. Come on. <laughs> M and M's, plain or peanut? I, 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 I've had that. I've had that debate with with Aaron many times, many times. Stallone versus Schwarzenegger, and I always go with Stallone. <laughs> M, M and M's, plain or peanut? Peanut. 
Oh, I love pizza, you. deep dish, or flat? <laughs> Here we go. Pizza. Well, I've got, I've, go ahead. Pizza, deep dish, or thin crust? You know what? I, 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 can't, I know this is lightning round, but I need to explain my answer. Um, okay. Deep dish is great, but you always regret it. You never regret thin pizza. You just you never go. regret it. <laughs> do you guys agree? I, I do agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. You always regret yeah. the deep dish, but the best crust, <laughs> you know, one crust, you can burn through it. it you, you can run a mile afterwards. Well, it's but like the deep it's dish. Right. in college, right. all we could afford was Totino's, so I could eat like three Totino's and, at once. When you're in college, you can eat it, but yeah. then you, I mean, literally, you start sweating. <laughs> you know, you, you gotta lay, you gotta lay on the floor, and then you get the shin sweats, and then ugh. the trunkster, the trunkster like, from Chicago, and he's. He sent us video of what happens afterwards. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> right, Kevin, you, you we won. almost like watching a slaughterhouse video. <laughs> it was definitely a pizza beatdown. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, you won the lightning round. Yo. So what? So I get if I may, if I may, I get a laser, custom laser, custom laser figure. A Kevin Porter Batman in the city of no in what suit? In That's your Batman choice. Batman Vader suit. What's Batman your choice? Vader suit. The Batman Vader suit. Batman Vader suit. Okay. As 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 the Canadian uh, ambassador, if you ever become a Canadian citizen, I promise you free health care. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to go, Robin. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I like I like Canadians. I think you guys are nice. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Before uh, we let you go, is there anything else that you want to any any upcoming projects that you want to plug? Uh, we've got basically uh, uh, Fog Cards is um, that's that's coming out in about six weeks. Um, so definitely look for that. Uh, I think there's you can follow, there's a Fallen Cards page on Instagram. So definitely check that out. We've got a huge Bat in the Sun project that is going. We're going into production in late April. I can't give any information on that, but I think there's a big announcement coming up at WonderCon. Did you guys go to WonderCon? And, um, and, uh, yeah, I'm planning. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're gonna I'll be there. To, there's actually a couple of us that are going to try to go. Oh, really? What days? I'll be there all, all, every day. Oh, every day? Oh, awesome. All right. Yes. We'll, come, we'll come find it. Where are you going to be hanging out? Any booths? Or are you just going to be walking around? Uh, I'll be walking around, and we have a couple of panels that we're speaking at. Nice. Okay. <laughs> we'll, try to, we'll try to come find you at the panels then. Yeah. Awesome. Is that it? We wrapping it up? Actually, we we have, we have the big fan question, the one that everyone wants to know. Kevin, you're Batman versus the Trunkler. Who takes it all? <laughs> well, 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 the the, the Trunkster. First of all, you Trunkster. never know what's going. You never know what's going on in that trunk. <laughs> that, trunk, that trunk is like that's like his utility belt. That is right. his utility belt oh, and his and his Batcave. All rolled into one. <laughs> so oh, so I'm I'm gonna have to pass on that fight because you don't know. Damn. Call the guy in Metropolis for that one. If his significant other doesn't know what's going on in that trunk, then neither does Batman. So <laughs> yeah. we need to get Aaron involved with a uh, maybe a trunkster uh, appearance on the uh, superpower beatdown. <laughs> there you go. Gosh. Oh, I, wow. Trunkster versus, um, who knows? You know, Pat from uh, Saturday Night Live? Who knows? I don't know. 
Hey, do you think that a banana? Do you think you could ever or would ever do uh, a Bat in the Sun production involving Dark Knight Returns? That's what I was oh. going to ask. Well, well, oh, I, I would do it in a heartbeat. I know we've got the suits. I was just down in San Diego and I was looking uh-huh. at these. In fact, amazing work. Amazing work. And he's going to have a spot on uh, Batflex suits. I've got uh, the cow actually coming from him. Oh, um, the Batfly cow? Yeah, huh? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. I just saw it, and also he gave me a mech cow when I was down there. I'm, I was like stunned. He's like, "Hey, buddy, this is yours." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> like he gave me like a Fabergé egg or something. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, real quick, have to, um, I don't know if we asked you earlier, but do do you have a favorite um Batman comic book story arc by any chance or go to read? I'm gonna say Long Halloween. Oh, uh, I, I love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's the greatest. What about yeah. dinner? What? I was just asking if you're single. You want to go for dinner? Because I mean, you're. Don't don't. This is got weird. You end up in the weird. And then and then and then there I am in the show. I'm like. The conversation always starts with dinner and ends with you in the trunk. His reputation. See see why he's a rogue. Yeah. 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 You know, this sounds like the end of the interview coming up. That's what this sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? On on a serious note, Kev, you're um, you're a true class act. You're a very gifted actor. Very affable, humble, really nice. Guys, just a pleasure talking to you, and we we really appreciate you hopping on Bad Boys Radio with us. yeah, greatly appreciate it, man. Thank well, you. I'd say, we're, uh, we're, like I said, we're all in this together. We're all enthusiasts. We're all fans. And we're all creating art, period. And whether you're creating an art that 15 million people see or 20 people see, it doesn't matter. And we're just, we're furthering what we what we love. And, and I'm just a fan. And I'm just a five-year-old kid that would park in front of Batman every day. I'm just taller right now. Right. And I, I, I never lose that, never lose that for a second. And I'm so blessed to, to be able to do what I'm doing. And I, I never lose sight of that. So anyone that appreciates what I do, I, I, I hug them. I'm so, so honored. And if, um, yeah, if you were to come and say, Hey, you know, Kevin Porter, I'm a big fan of your work. I will, <laughs> I will hug you. And I know it's weird, <laughs> but I'm just like, Oh gosh, Kevin Porter Batman's hugging me. This is weird. But just, uh... I'm just, I'm Don't so, hug the trunkler at WonderCon. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I will not. I will not hug the trunkster close to a car with with a, 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 with a hatch open. Bring some trunkster repellent. Yeah. <laughs> at WonderCon, because then he's putting. I don't know. He's putting some some cloth over your mouth, and then you pass out. And- <laughs> you wake up and and then you're uh, in a dark trunk with a bunch of action figures around you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Ken, start playing with them. Does this smell like chloroform to you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we really really appreciate it. Oh, my yeah. pleasure, my pleasure, and guys. Keep up the good work and the work that you guys do is, is just amazing. And um, and I, I look forward to just posting as much as I can about you and and the. Who was it that did the Kevin Porter Deathstroke action figure? Uh, it was me, uh, Arkham Inmate. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Ne- never want to shy away from a plug. Um, it, w- it-, it was just amazing, and-, and I was very, very humbled by that. So I can't thank you enough. It was well, beautiful. Well, you're welcome, man. I'm glad you liked it. 
This is Kevin Porter, also known as Batman. You're listening to Bat Force Radio.